the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Because they put they put they put together an assortment of stars, but they don't complement each other. Hallelujah. So, but to do well, you need to put together a good team. Hallelujah. That is why, even in marriage, you see, in marriage, God said, when God created the man. He said, and I will make for him, him, not for everybody, for him, this particular person, a help meet. Not for every man. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So it means that in a good marriage, your wife is supposed to be a help meet for you. How could you understand? So even though she said, you may be a good woman, if she's not a help for you, it doesn't work. So the role of the wife, if marriage is a team, is that the wife must be able to complement. So if your husband is a truck driver, then the wife must be able to help, be able to help the guy do his truck driving business. Are you hearing me? It means that because he's a truck driver, he's always on the road. He goes early in the morning, comes late at night. So you must have a wife who has the ability to make pack lunch. <laughs> that is what the man needs. Are you hearing me? That is different from if the, if the man is a chef. If the man is a chef and she works in a restaurant, he does not need a wife who can make a pack lunch. So a pack lunch wife is not what he needs. He, if the man is a chef, what do you think he needs? Someone who can give good massages. <laughs> or maybe a manager, somebody who can, who can manage the bookkeeping. Hallelujah. So the fact that somebody is good does not mean that he's good for you. Are you hearing me? Because it's teamwork. It person may be very good, but it's not good for you. If your husband is a pastor, what do you think? What type of wife do you need for a pastor? Huh? Uh, I mean, what do you say? What do you say, Serena? Yes, if you are... So a good wife for a pastor is a patient woman. Because a pastor's wife involves dealing with other people, interacting with people, his schedule is not specified. So if you are, if you are used to get, see your husband at home at 8 o'clock every evening, then you cannot marry a pastor. 
If you are the type of person that when you go home, nobody should disturb you, no phone should ring, then you cannot marry a pastor. Oh, you have not thought about it. Because once you are a pastor, people will call you. So if you are the type of woman that you want, you want to wear the hat of a first lady, but you don't want anybody to call your husband at 12 midnight, then you are not a good pastor's wife. Because that's the job. Hallelujah. So a help meet. If you are a doctor, if you are a doctor, a good wife for a doctor, who's a good wife for a doctor? A nurse? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said, who's a good wife for a doctor? How do you think is a good wife for a doctor? A lawyer. <laughs> I like your answers. Yes, so that when he gets sued, you can defend him. <laughs> All cases. No. Probably you're right, but a good wife for a doctor is probably somebody who can manage the home all by herself. Because every time he's on call, he's going and coming. He's always busy. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So, so it's not just being good, but good for the team. Hallelujah. And to do anything successfully, you need to be able to build a good team. Hallelujah. And therefore, to build a mega church, we need to be able to put together a good team. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we, we, I began by showing you how God went about. Because you see, Moses had a job. Moses had a job. Or God gave Moses a job. And the job was that he said, Take these people out of Egypt all through the Red Sea to the promised land. That was, a, that was a big job. I mean, you are carrying all this bunch of people complaining, whining. These people are neglecting us. There's a problem here. So it was a huge task. Moses wakes up in the morning. He is so tired. In the evening, no rest. At the point, he was breaking down. So, his father and Lord decided to help him. And God saw, showed Moses how to build a team. Hallelujah. Because God obviously proved to Moses that to go forward and to be able to do what you have, have called you to do, you need to build a team. Hallelujah. So here we see the first time a team is being put together. Hallelujah. And look at how God did it. Numbers chapter 11 verse 17. Numbers 11 17. Numbers. This is not her. Hey. Where are you? Numbers 11 17. Good. So God told Moses, pick up 70 people. Okay? And I am going to build a team with, to, together with you. And this is how I'm going to build a team. He said that, and I will come down and talk with you there. And I will take of the spirit 
which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. That thou shalt not bear, you see, that thou bear it not thyself alone. Do you, do you understand what he said? God is saying, Moses, you are collapsing. So get 70 people who will help you do the job. And the only way they can help you do the job is that I, God, who give this, I'm going to take the spirit, not the spirit on, uh, not the spirit on Abraham, not the spirit of Jacob, or not just generally, but the spirit that's upon you, Moses. I'm going to take it and put it on them. Are you here with me? I say, are you here with me? Those at the back, can you hear me? I say, can you hear me? And I want, because I want to understand this point very clearly. Because the spirit upon the person has to do with the way you think, the way you behave, the way you analyze. And to build a team, you need somebody, the people to think the same way you think, analyze the same way you analyze, behave the same way you behave. They may think good, they may analyze good, but if it's different from yours, you can never build a team. Even in your workplace, in your business. Hallelujah. So go here, God is showing us the essential element of team building. Hallelujah. So it's not just an anointing. It is the, the specific anointing upon the leader. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you here with me? So I, I was sharing with you last week that at least one of the things that operates well in Lighthouse that in our church, we believe in hands-on. Lighthouse, there's the, God called a man whom we are, we are going to honor today, Bishop Dagwood Mills, and he gave me a vision. And he gave me a purpose. And one of the spirits in our church is that we believe in hands-on. That is why I say in this church, no supervisors allowed. Tell them about no supervisors needed. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? That is how you build. That is how we build our church. That's the anointing. That's the anointing on the leader. That is why when you watch even some of the old films, when we were doing building college or everything, you see Bishop himself digging some of the sun. He was carrying some of the sun. Hallelujah. Because we need the spirit to build a mega church. Amen. And how many think we need a mega church? How many think we need a mega church? Look, when I, I will look, go and read them. There's a lot of blessing in the mega church. I said, there's a lot of blessing in a mega church. So pray that you belong to a mega church. Because when said, oh, even your marriage, when you have a mega church, there are chances that you meet the right person. In a mega church, you are likely to find. I mean, look at Jonas, he's very tall. In a mega church, you find a tall woman like Jonas to marry him. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are varieties in a mega church. In a mega church, there are connections, there are businesses. So we need to build a mega church. Though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Do you believe in a mega church? Say, we are a mega church. Say, I belong to a mega church. Yeah. Look, when we have the mega church, connections, schools, businesses, they are all in the church. Hallelujah. That is why we are believing God that we will be a mega church. 
physically a mega church. Hallelujah. When you come to church and you are looking for a job, somebody in the church can hire you. I said, somebody in the church can hire you. So you look for okay, I can come, come. He said, tomorrow, come, come to my office. No interviews, no sweat. When you are looking for a college admission, he said, oh, don't worry, what grade did you get? No problem, send me your application. Because the, the one who did admission in the college will be in the church. I said, it will be in the church. When you are looking for financial aid, no big deal. You need financial aid? Okay, come and see me in the office tomorrow because the financial aid coordinator is in the church. Mega church. Mega church. Mega church. Hallelujah. So, briefly, I started sharing with you about, today I'm going to talk to you about, for a short, minute, a short while, some of the, the, what it means to catch the spirit of the house. Hallelujah. Okay? What it means to catch the spirit of lighthouse. Amen. And by the house, I'm, I'm talking about lighthouse. Hallelujah. Things you must catch. Or, 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 or when we say catch, it's like you must understand the way we operate in this particular denomination. How many think lighthouse is a good church? You think it's a good church? Show up your hand. Do you want to understand what we do? So that you can be part of the mega church? Then let me explain to you. The first thing we talk about, okay, the first thing that we talk about is the vision of the house. Okay, the vision of the house. What is our vision? What is our goal? You see, every church and its vision. Every church has its vision. Hallelujah. Some, some church, their vision is to run, run a soup kitchen. I don't blame them. Maybe that's what they want to do. It's a vision. Their vision that they run soup kitchens. Some church, their vision is to maybe run schools. That's their vision. Some churches, their vision is to make, build hospitals. That's their vision. You see, and don't condemn somebody's vision. Maybe that's what God called the person to do. So don't condemn it. Amen. Are you hearing me? The only thing is that you, wherever you belong to, catch the vision of that house. Hallelujah. So if you are in this mega church, then I want you to understand the vision of this house. Hallelujah. So that you don't say, oh, uh, in, this, uh, in the other church, they do this, but here we don't do it. No, it's a different church. Hallelujah. And the vision of Lighthouse Chapel is soul winning. I say, our vision is what? I said, our vision is what? I said, our vision is what? It means that when you belong to this church, we believe in winning souls. Hallelujah. So one of the things that you hear over and over and over again, so long as you belong to this church, is be a soul winner. That is why we don't stop. stop. That's why we will never stop talking about evangelism. We will never stop talking about outreach. So if you don't like evangelism, you cannot be here. If you don't like outreach, you cannot be here. Do you understand? Because we believe in it. We believe strongly in it that there's a blessing for the soul winner. Hallelujah. And we have experienced it over and over again that as we win souls for the Lord, the Lord blesses us. I said the Lord blesses us. I said the Lord blesses us. It is something that we believe 
we are convinced. So you can never change our mind on it. We believe in the Bible, the, the, the scriptures, that they that win souls are wise. So if you are somebody who doesn't like witnessing, talking to people about Christ, you cannot be in this church. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? That is why we, I said every ministry was going to do an outreach. And last week, was, two weeks ago was the men. And yesterday was the helps ministry. And it was beautiful. Was it beautiful? Oh, when I saw the pictures, I was very happy. Witnessing. And I tell you, you see, you must know the anointing that operates in the church. We believe strongly. We believe strongly without a shadow of doubt that anybody who works for God, who wins souls, God blesses him. So as the health ministry went out yesterday to win souls, they have accrued a lot of blessings and they will see the blessing in their life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are the type of Christian who doesn't want to go outreach, then you are in the wrong church. Tell your neighbor, soul winning. Say soul winning. Say be a soul winner. Yeah. Yeah. Be a soul winner. Every member in the Lighthouse Chapel is a soul winner. Hallelujah. Yeah. We believe in it. We are always winning souls. That is why we do evangelism. That's why we do healing Jesus. Even our Bible school is an akazo. It comes from soul winning. Compare them. Hallelujah. So if you are the type of Christian who doesn't want to talk to anybody about Jesus Christ, then you are in the wrong church. Over here, we'll tell you to talk about Jesus Christ. This is our vision. Hallelujah. I say, this is our vision. Ask you about, do you, do you catch the vision? What did they say? Say, do you catch the vision? What did they say? Say, are you going to be a soul winner? What did they say? I said, what did they say? Yeah, soul winning. It's a strong emphasis in this church. Hallelujah. You see, we believe that when you start a church, you see, some people believe that when you start a church, you must go to other church members and steal them. Okay? That's how some people start their church. When you start a church, you go to another church nearby and advertise your church and collect their members. We don't believe in that. We believe that when you start a church, you go to the streets, the highways and the byways, and witness to people and bring them to the church one by one, just as Jesus Christ did. He walked by the Sea of Galilee and called the disciples one by one. We believe in soul winning. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's the vision of the house. Amen. Let me talk about the next one then. We'll continue. The next thing that you, the, the next spirit that you must catch in the house is the principles of the house. Hallelujah. Is what? I say is what? Talk back to me. Is what? Okay, now what is the principle of lighthouse? Okay? The principle, are you hearing me? Marcus, are you, are you understanding me? Number one is vision. Okay? So we know. Number two, principle. What is the principle in this church? The principle of lighthouse or the principle of our church is that 
Everything must be based on the word of God. So if I tell you something and there's no verse to support it, don't take it. Hallelujah. It means everything that we do, you must be able to back it up with a verse. Are you hearing me? So if I tell you something and there's no verse backing it up or it's not in the Bible, don't do it. Everything we do, everything as much as possible, we want to give you a verse. And in fact, to many people, even many of my classmates, or many people who joined the church early, that was one thing that attracted them because they found that the founder of the church, brother Dad, anything that he does, he has a verse for it. That was the first thing that people recognized about him. That anything that Dad would do, Bishop Dad would do, he will show you a verse. Without a verse, he will not do it. Hallelujah. And look, even the, you see, when we were young, when we were Christians, see, there was a time when Christians and Christians said, oh, this is my fiancée. This is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. In the church. Boyfriend, girlfriend, fiancée. In the church. But when he bishop that, that started his church, he said, no. If you are if you are in a relationship, we don't use the term boyfriend and girlfriend in the church. Before then, people were using it in the church. He says, no. Because, and he said, because I have not seen the term boyfriend or girlfriend in the church. The term I have seen in the church is beloved. In the Bible, the word is beloved. So if you are in a relationship, you don't you say, this is my beloved. You don't say, this is my boyfriend. He must find a verse to prove it. That is why the term beloved came. It wasn't there originally. Richard, you understand? Yeah. He said he had read the Bible. He had never seen that this person had a beloved. Rather, what do you see? He's my beloved. My beloved is mine. So beloved is if you are in a relationship and you are not married yet, the right biblical term is a beloved, not a boyfriend. Are you hearing me? We believe. So if you hear anything that there's no verse, don't believe it. So, so if somebody comes, if, if, if I can show you in the Bible that I, I, if I can prove to you in the Bible that a man can have three wives, then you have to accept it. Once I can show you a verse. But so far I've tried, ah, there's no verse. <laughs> I've done my research back and forth, there's no verse. So nobody should come and tell you that, huh? Are you hearing me? I have looked, we have, we have looked, we believe, you see. Someone says, oh, but once we are in a relationship, we can sleep together. No, there's no verse. Now, I'm going to marry her. So why can't we sleep together? If you can show me a verse in the Bible that once you are going to marry her, you can sleep with her, then I will allow you. So you must, if, if you can show me a verse. But as of now, as of now, I have not seen any verse. The only verse I have seen talks about holiness and purity. 
abstain. Are you hearing me? So, our thing is based on, we believe anything we do in the church is based on the word of God. It's one of the principles. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, we, so, uh, we, in other words, we don't go by what CNN says. We don't go by what the New York Times says. So don't come and tell me, Reverend, we should do this because I saw it in the New York Times. No way. You must show me the verse. I say you must show me the verse. I say you must show me the verse. Not because, oh, you know, this is America. I just heard on CNN that most churches are doing this. So you must, no, no, no. Show me a verse. Based on the word of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is why one of the principles of our house is loyalty. And we have a verse to support it. We believe in the principle of loyalty. 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 How do you say loyalty in French? Huh? Loyalty. Yes. Yeah, we believe in it. We believe that, and there's a verse. It is required in the steward that a man be found faithful. So in this church, we believe in loyalty. We believe in being loyal to the church, being loyal to the pastor, being loyal to the bishop. So if you, if you, if you want a church where they gossip about the pastor, then you're in the wrong church. Over here, we don't talk about, we don't gossip. Are you hearing me? Yeah. We believe in loyalty. We believe in faithfulness. Hallelujah. So if you are looking for a church where they can insult their pastor, then you are in the wrong church. Because some churches, some churches can insult their pastor. Who that? Is that reverend? Damn. Yeah. No, over here, we don't do that. You don't say damn to your reverend. We'll throw you out. We believe in loyalty. Hallelujah. We believe in faithfulness. That a Christian must be loyal. If you say you are a Christian, you must be loyal. It is required in the steward that a man be found faithful. So one of the principles of this house is loyalty. Because we believe that the first person who was disloyal was Satan. And therefore disloyalty is a mark of Satan. Yeah, you have to put your hands together for the Lord, yeah. Yes. The first person who experienced this life was Satan. He was the one who, who rebelled against the, the he, he rebelled against the institution, the order that was set. Hallelujah. Yeah. He fought against what was built. So we so so we, we don't joke with disloyalty. Anytime we see disloyalty, we see that Satan is at work. Hallelujah. Yeah. That, is why, that is why we have a whole book on loyalty and disloyalty. Stages of disloyalty. Stage number one is what? What is stage number one? Independent what? Yeah. Maybe next time we'll, start to, we'll talk about the independent spirit. Independent spirit is it, it's, it's a stage, it's a sign. What is it, it means that 
We don't believe in the church. You say you are in the choir and everybody is wearing blue and you decide to wear black. We don't accept it. I'm preaching. The choir leader said we are all wearing blue and then you decide that I wear black. You are, dis- you are displaying an independent spirit. A spirit of independiente, which is a sign of disloyalty. You are behaving like Satan. We don't accept it. We don't accept it. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yeah. We say we are all fasting from 6 to 12. We said, No, no. Me after me, I fast from 12 to 6. No. <laughs> Independent. Hallelujah. We say that in Lighthouse. We say Lighthouse globally. All of us should use a black pulpit with a yellow magnet. You say, no, no, no. This is New York. I don't think it's nice. I'm going to make myself a, a glass pulpit. No. You are acting independently. We say that in, in our church, the, uh, we, every usher must be a male. Every usher must be a male. Then you say, no, 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 no. I don't like the men in my church. The women are nicer. I'm going to use women as ashes. No. Are you hearing me? You are demonstrating an independent spirit, which is the first sign of disloyalty. Are you hearing me? So we believe in loyalty. It's one of the principles of the house. It's a cardinal principle. So if you have a tendency to be a rebel, then you are in the wrong church. You have a tendency to oppose everything. You see, the pastor says, this Sunday, I want you to sing this song. Or the choir, the choir leader says, oh, I want you to sing this song. Oh, what a You say, no, no, no. Last week, you remember, you remember Sister Felicia? Last week we sang that song. It didn't work. It's too old. Let's sing a new one. Get up. No, no, no. It's independent. If we say old, if we say old for a thousand songs, that's what we will sing. Even though you think we should sing, we should sing, Get up, stand up, stand up for the Lord. <laughs> no, are you hearing me? Yeah, because I'm talking about the spirit of the house, catching the principles of the house. That is why God called Moses and then bring the 70 people and put the same spirit so that if Moses is thinking that we have to go on, on the left side of the mountain everybody will think the same way not that Moses said let's pass on the left side of the mountain then Korah will say no the left side is too steep let's go to the right no if you do so you cannot build a team so you must have the same spirit <laughs> hallelujah so that is the second one we'll continue next week Amen. So today I've shown you two things, two spirits that you must catch in the church. What's the spirit? What's the first one? What should you catch? What of the house? And what is the vision of the house? What is the vision of the house? I said, what's the vision of the house? 
And what is the second spirit you must catch? What, what you must catch? And what is the principle of the house? And then what else? Everything must be based on what? You forgot now one. Everything must be based on what? So, if anybody tells you anything and there's no verse, don't take it. Do you understand? If they can't show you a verse, don't take it. Hallelujah. We don't go by Wall Street Journal. We don't go by CNN. We don't go by Newsweek magazine. We go by the Bible. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Oh, it's communion. Hallelujah. Actually, it's communion. But let's pray before we take the communion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray for the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Fakete noli amama, elama zandali ababa nimiko, rakata anali amazonori amama, sekete inoli amazonori ababa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Makanali amazonori aka andali ababa. Oh, maka andari ababa. Ha ha Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What song are you going to sing? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me now. Move me now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And make my life whole again. Spirit, move. Spirit, move. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Move me now. Move me now. Move me now. Spirit Spirit move. One day you will stand before God in judgment. And it is either heaven or hell. And the Bible says, How except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible tells us that we must be saved and we believe in it. And your life without Jesus Christ is too much of a struggle. Life without Christ is a losing game. So today you want to take a decision for Jesus Christ. Please, with every head bowed and every eye closed. You say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want to be a good Christian. I want to be a proper Christian. Why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. It's very important. It's really, really important. You want to be born again. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm waiting because I will always give you the opportunity because you must be born again. You must be born again. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you that nobody here will die as a sinner. Let no one die here as a sinner. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Please take your seat. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.